Hi, this is Mary Angela Perna, and welcome to the West Left Media. I have a really interesting guest on the program today. He writes for The Intercept. I have, I'm going to butcher the name, Gritaza Hussein. Did I say it correctly? You did, you did. That's right. Oh, wow. And uh, you write for The Intercept, correct, on foreign policy? That's right. Yeah, I do. Okay. Now, you wrote, I'm always on the right-wing beat, right-wing, right-wing watch, and you wrote a great piece about kind of some dark money, Wisconsin dark money forces, and how it's, they're part of sort of this illiberal thing we're seeing happening of undermining elections under the guise of, quote-unquote, election integrity, which I would argue, just from the jump, they, the, the, the right wing has wanted to do this forever. So whether it's gerrymandering or stopping people from voting or now this kind of nonsense. So you wrote, you wrote a piece in The Intercept, and I'd love to get into it. Now, you talk about the Bradley Foundation or the Bradley family. Talk about that. Who, who are they and why should we care? So uh, Jane Mayer, uh, the investigative reporter for The New Yorker, did a very big piece recently uh, about the Bradley Foundation, which is like a conservative foundation. You could say it's a conservative counterpart to uh, liberal foundations like the Ford Foundation. It's a lot smaller, but has less, uh, less of endowment. But still, we're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars. I think they're, they boast about $850 million that they have in their uh, endowment. And... Effectively, they fund all these right-wing causes around the country, and some of them are more like, legitimate or mainstream, but a lot of them have been involved in these efforts to uh, combat the uh, alleged election fraud. And mm-hmm. in reality, uh, these uh, attempts to combat election fraud are more about trying to restrict the franchise or to contest election outcomes, which are legitimate, but they're unfavorable to conservatives and specifically to Trump-leaning conservatives. It's not even just a right. straightforward conservative movement. It's a very, very Trumpist movement. And, you know, because of the fact that it's a, they have a very uphill battle in some cases of winning elections legitimately, the way to uh, do it on the back end by the rearguard action is to try to suppress the franchise as much as possible such that Elections can be won by Trump supporting candidates where they otherwise may not have. And secondarily, so that they can uh, cast doubt upon those election results which are unfavorable to Trump or Trump supporting candidates. And the latter, you know, I find both aspects of it troubling. The latter is particularly troubling because it feeds into what we're seeing now, which is a, a pretty considerable decrease in trust in the electoral system as a whole. Right people support Trump. Right. And I notice here you have turning point. You talk about turning points USA. Now, for anyone who doesn't know, that's Charlie Kirk. He was a young conservative on college campuses. Am I, am I characterizing that correctly with turning points? Is? Yeah, yeah. It's like a yeah, fake. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's movement. a, what would you call turning points? It's like a thing to try to get, college kids into the right-wing politics, right? I mean, wouldn't you just, isn't that kind of the goal there? Yeah, exactly. It's basically, it's, it's a movement to sort of make, you know, for, for campus conservatives. 
And, you know, generally speaking, it's not like an extremist movement. It's like pretty normal and, uh, you know, I don't, it's not really, you wouldn't like it, but it's like, it's kind of like uh, boilerplate conservative uh, establishment stuff. And a lot of the really far right people don't like it for that reason. But well, right. one thing they that they have the done. The and the Gorefers. Yeah, they hate them. Exactly. They, right. yeah, they hate the. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, Nick Fuentes is a what literal white nationalist who's very young, out of Chicago, and he's kind of built this Groiper army. He calls it because because he sort of has this feud, I guess, with with the Charlie Kirk of Turning Point because it's not Trumpian enough. It's not extreme enough. They I, hate the. They hate. Yeah, they hate the Charlie Kirk and um, Turning Point USA because uh, they're not really white nationalists like those people. They're right. kind of like just like GOP establishment conservatives, and they consider them like controlled opposition. Now, <laughs> that said, yeah, now that said, um, in response to like, you know, all these attacks from the right, I you can kind of notice that Charlie Kirk and Turning Point USA are moving right, more further right on several issues. And one of the issues that they have indulged in, and, you know, we mentioned in this piece, is that uh, they are also, like, you know, you see signal in the past, like, skepticism about election results, which are unfavorable to Trump, and, you know, the same sort of uh, denying the election type thing that's become uh, increasingly becoming de rigueur in uh, conservative circles. Right. And it's really spreading, and it's, it's a pretty serious thing, like, to say the election is not legitimate, like, you're kind of, like, making a very serious accusation there. If you really believe that, then you're saying that you live under a dictatorship and all these other, or, you know, just completely concocted and fraudulent uh, system and you're not represented democratically. And, you know, even uh, dipping your toes in that sort of messaging, it's quite consequential. And uh, Turning Point USA, even though I said that they're pretty boilerplate and uh, just normal conservatives, um, they're, they're certainly moving right. They're moving into this very lurid conspiratorial stuff. And they've received well, money from the Bradley Foundation. What's happening in the magazine, and again, I, I, I'm so sorry to anyone listening to the show, I'm bringing up Bannon again, but I always know where things are going in that world. So, for example, when everyone's favorite horrible person, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who was an activist on Facebook, by the way, like harassing trans people, etc. in Georgia. She was like just anyone, um, like a mom that decided to just be a provocateur on her own on Facebook and a QAnon person. Anyway, uh, Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor, they decided to, Matt Gates did, decided to go to Wyoming right after 1-6 because, you know, remember it was Cheney was speaking out against that and they were going to primary her. So the whole Breitbart model was that we're going to primary you. And they had, like, that one big success when they got the Speaker of the House, who it was, uh, uh, I'm just blanking right the second. Um, anyway, back in the Obama years, they successfully, he was a centrist Democrat and they, I'm sorry, centrist Republican, like center, center right Republican. And they managed with an unknown guy who's now out of Congress, they managed to win. And that was like a huge win for them. But 
the bottom line is is that the Liz Cheney situation, she's not the number three anymore. Elise Stefanik, one day I turn on Bannon. Who's on Bannon's show? Uh, back in the day, she represents uh, either the 21st or the 22nd, 22nd Congressional District in New York, so like the you know, Adirondacks area of state, New York. Mm. And it was considered kind of center-right. And all of a sudden, here's Elise Stefanik on Bannon's show, clearly auditioning for the job of the third in that conference, uh, Liz Cheney's spot. And it worked. Mm. And now that's where she is. So do you see it's either we're going to primary challenge you with a more Trumpian person? So it goes into what you're saying. You're saying this is dangerous because it's undermining elections. It's undermining faith in elections. It's also the other, the other thing that they're doing is we're going to primary you with a more Trumpian. And part of the criteria, this is key, part of the criteria, the biggest criteria actually is you have to believe that the election was stolen by fake voter fraud. That's what you have There's a video a few days ago of uh, Dan Crenshaw, who's like, you know, deeply, deeply conservative. I saw and, that. Uh, being, I saw it. Explain. Yeah. yeah, I saw it. Yeah, he's being confronted by his own supporters and events, and, you know, he's insisting that the election was not rigged. And, you know, it's a pretty baseline thing for a congressperson to, you know, believe that the election that they, you know, the system they're taking part in is not rigged. And, you know, they're just getting mad at him. And they're denouncing him and calling him a rhino and all these things. And, uh, you know, he's just uh, now, and he, he's far from a moderate. He's very far, you know, pretty conservative on many issues, very far to the right. But uh, he's just saying that the election's not rigged. And that, as he said, is becoming like a litmus test, becoming like a baseline thing. You have to just say that the election is rigged. And, you know, I wonder how many people really believe that in their hearts because I don't think they, I'm sure some I of them do. Yeah, I mean, I think that, look, I mean, the goal of propaganda is when you, you repeat a lie over and over again that you believe yeah, it, right. right? But the main, right, the right. peddlers of it, whether it's anybody in Trump world, you know, whether it's Chase Miller, Bannon, all the main Rudy, all the main players, do I think that they really believe it? Probably no. 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 I don't. But it serves a purpose. Do I think these members of Congress that are pushing this believe it? No. No, I don't. But I think that they want to win. And they'll win by, and and they have no ideas to run on. What ideas do they have? How are they helping the American people in any real way? They're not. They no, 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 they suck. They're, they have nothing They're not really helping their constituents. Right. Remember with Trump, no, was always no. Infrastructure Week? Remember that? Infrastructure Week. Infrastructure Week. He never did anything to make anything happen in that, in that direction, right? And not, nothing happened. I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, I mean, but Joe Biden has managed to make something happen. I mean, we're going in the right direction towards getting something passed. So what I'm saying, they don't have anything to offer anybody. So now, like you were kind of like what you were basically, I think I'm hearing you say, they have to lie, cheat, steal, lie to you about election, quote, unquote, integrity. No. Well, you know, it's like, it's like entertainment. It's like entertainment Sorry. because uh, 
Yeah, I find that this like it was Trump too. Trump was like an entertainer, and right. the election fraud thing, like, is this kind of a sick way. It's kind of like a very entertaining narrative because if you believe that you're a subject of this lurid conspiracy, this what's going on. Uh, it's very captivating, and this, you know, election fraud is such a provocative claim and just attention grabbing. There's a lot of threads you can like, you know, dive down into about this. It's like QAnon in a way, like it's just a very little world you can get into. So I, I find that they're selling a narrative to the supporters, which generates a lot of engagement, to use a social media term, uh, it gets attention, it distracts them from the main issue and the fact that they're not actually delivering anything, which, as you said, uh, it's very true. And, you know, it keeps them uh, hooked on to the narrative and also keeps the whole Trump dream alive. And it I mean, also is that they're, 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 what they're doing, because they don't have any ideas that they run on, mm-hmm. all they're doing is exploiting people's anger. So if they're exploiting, if they're creating right. anger and then exploiting that, like, for example, let's just say that you're in an Uranus area, like I'm in New Jersey where we have $15 minimum wage here. But what if I wasn't in New Jersey and I really need to make ends meet and minimum wage is seven twenty five, and I've got yeah. a husband that I finally had to leave. I've got two kids. I might be angry. And so people like this exploit on that. And then they, they other people, that's where you get the immigration stuff or now it's the stop the steal stuff. It's just to keep you angry. Yeah. So then you're going to, yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 because they have nothing else. It's just they have to exploit, make up anger and exploit, and, you know, and, and exploit it. And instead of, instead of let's like do stuff for the people, like let's raise that min, minimum wage or let's get better living conditions or, you know, make sure we have housing for everyone, et cetera, et cetera. We can go on down the line, you know, or tuition free, even community college. That's huge. How to help help moms with childcare is huge. That's life changing, right wow. there. Mm-hmm. Those are real things that impact people's lives, right? Are they offering any of that? No. No, no, they're, they're not. They can't. Conspiracy theories. So, so if you have they nothing to run on, you're running on this. Yeah, it's really sad. Pathetic, uh, well, the it's very for our con- I mean, it's very it's 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 not good for our, our democracy at all. That's it's terrible, terrible for our democracy. Um, so now, you know, before, what, yeah. I'm sorry. What were you going to say? Sorry, yeah, apologies. No, you 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 go. You go. Just back to this this uh, this family. So I, I you had a line in there that I thought was really interesting. How you said that. You know, it's it's the right wing, and, and and this really is true if you think of how they're funded. I always joke with people. I said, listen, I've been following GOP politics forever. It's not like small dollar donations. It's, they're not known for that. You know, they're like the, no. the, the. That's why you have major corporate interests. I'm not saying Democrats don't do that, but it's very much a GOP thing. And like you're saying, like these causes, like these these the Bradley Foundation or the Mercers is another good example. The mm-hmm. Koch brothers, great example. By the way, these anti-mask, anti-CRT anti that's made up critical race theory that's completely made up out of full cloth, 
Um, it's a law school class. It's not being taught to fifth graders. And the whole anti-mask thing, that was literally an astroturf, either Manhattan Institute or one of those. That's Koch Brothers related. So much of this is like fake and pretend and astroturfed. So that's why I was very interested in in when you're talking about the, but the Bradley Foundation, I've heard of them. What was the, do you know what their, how they made their money? What was their initial, what was their uh, industry? Uh, you have a good question, actually. Um, the initial uh, the seed money, I know they came out of Milwaukee, and right. it started with Lynn and Harry Bradley. Um, the origins of it are quite interesting. My understanding is that, you know, they were this family wealth, which is very deep, and there was a company called the Allen Bradley Company, and uh-huh. they made some manufacturing and automotive company uh, that still exists today, but I think it has heyday early in the 20th century. And they developed this family wealth uh, based, in, uh, based in Milwaukee, based on that. And, you know, a- as a result, they were able to fund this foundation, which was able to support conservative causes on behalf of the founders. Interesting. Well, yeah. it's definitely something that we uh, need to keep an eye on. Yeah, I just went on the Bradley Foundation. Families, churches, schools. So you can, it's just like the Koch brothers. You can, like, get involved. Of course. Of course you can get involved. They love free markets, civil society. I don't know what they mean by that, but okay, we'll continue. (laughs) But, you know, it's just one of these things where it's just like what what the Heritage Foundation does, where you can, like, get involved, you know, by going to a a a uh, a PTA meeting and being a disruptor that you don't want critical race theory or math or any common sense COVID <laughs> you know <laughs> things that would are obvious in your kid's school. It's you're right these these uh I don't think that we as a, as a country, unless you're deep into politics, like you and I are both in, into politics, obviously, yeah. a lot of people don't know this stuff. Or they, they, why would they? Yeah, yeah. Totally, no, that. it's all like kind of behind the scenes, very, like you have to spend a lot of time digging into it. It just, uh, the effects of it are very downstream. So. Exactly. Yeah, you have to really be looking up the stream to see where it's coming from, how debates are being shaped. Uh, and the ultimate kind of effect is that, you know, uh, it, 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 that you know politics is shaped and it becomes kind of irrational in different ways. And then we try to figure out why. And uh, the reality is that this money is being poured in to effectuate certain outcomes which are not, you know, ideal and not democratic and so forth. And well, I'll leave, I'll leave this, you with this. You know, I've had people on that have really studied, like, right-wing media for years. And this was, a lot of this comes from back, like, in the 70s, even before then. But, you know, it's, it's really about the money. They don't want things regulated. Like the Koch brothers, they want no regulations. They want to be able to make no, cash no. unfettered. It's unfettered capitalism. And I'm not like a socialist, but I, I want things, I want people to pay their fair share. I want safety nets. 
They don't. The, no. this, these kinds no. of groups usually want just they want unfettered capitalism. So, you know, you had like the Chamber of Commerce, et cetera. It's a long story, but it's, it's as old as time. Like what, what's getting in our way of making the most money? Oh, you have all these safety nets. That, that have to be paid for by the federal government or you have to, or whatever it is. And so they're, they're, they're creating these fake outrages to distract you. Like they're teaching you critical race theory and, to, and you have to, you're, so that you're ashamed to be white with your, for your fifth graders. Meanwhile, it's a legal class. It's a legal course in law school. It, it, it's it's not even a real thing to be upset about. But then you, totally, you, know, totally. you start, so that's a classic example of what they of what they do. So that instead of you being upset that you're not that you're only making seven twenty five an hour or that the place you work at doesn't have uh, adequate safety standards, i.e. regulation, mm-hmm. you're upset about this pretend thing that's not even real that my fifth grader is learning critical race theory. It's to distract you or, or name your cause that they're making up, that they're doing fake yeah, out. Yeah, I just strongly believe that cultural issues and cultural wars uses a... Yeah, cultural issues. They're, they're, like, uh, this yeah. is why you're the writer and I'm not. Culture, that's exactly <laughs> it. Right. They, they, they distract yeah. the cultural... That's, you see Tucker and Carlson do it every night. This is what he's just a master at it. He's getting you angry about, oh, those terrible libs that want your kids wearing masks or those terrible whatever that are teaching critical race theory, blah, blah, so that you're not focusing on things that our lawmakers really could be doing for the American people, like helping out with getting people, you know, like I said before, tuition-free college, even if it's just community college helping out with elder care or child care. Can you imagine how much that would change people's lives? Just that alone. Of course, of course. Or green energy. You know, green energy is a big one that they, oh, God, they'll they'll distract you in every which way to not support green energy because that's regulation. So it's just, you know, that's why I really appreciate your piece. I didn't know about this. This family I haven't really looked into, and now I am. I, I just signed up for their email list because, of, you know, I'm always on right-wing watch. And they sound just as crazy as the other ones, and it's all the same. And I guarantee you they're behind a lot of other nonsense besides fake. See, like your piece is saying, they're, they put it – over a million dollars into this quote-unquote election integrity, which is just this, they're looking for, they're trying to trick you that, that, that Democrats are engaging in voter fraud. Voter fraud is very rare. It's not, it's not a common thing. Now, there's voter suppression. That's a whole different conversation. But voter fraud, as in like voting twice or voting into three different states, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. That's, do you know how yeah. rare that is? So, but again, they're, cre- they're making a fake, something that's not real, or it's, or it's very, it's so low that it's not even worth, it's, and people get caught doing it, et cetera. But it's very, it's a small amount. And we're going to run, 
we're, we're going to distract you with this. And that's why I think that... You're right. Exactly. It's like something which exists in some amount, but it's exaggerated and, you know, made the major subject of discussion to the exclusion of things which are much more salient and uh, measurable and real. Um, So unfortunately, like, I don't know, like, uh, it's very difficult because people seem to, this issue resonates with people. And there's a problem. I also, like, study the right a lot. Like, I'm very interested in what they're saying and what they're doing. And what I get from them is that they have very low trust in institutions in the United States. And they feel like all the institutions are against them, like with the media or academia or even the military now at this point. So, you know, if you think that – like, it's like – the, their attitude or the way they talk about it is as though they're living in North Korea. So if you're living in North Korea, you wouldn't trust anything the government's saying, right? Or any organ connected to government, uh, you don't believe it. So they, their approach to America is kind of like that. So right. they're like, you tell them that the you know the election didn't turn out their way, and it was a fair election. Well, like, like you know, if you're living in North Korea, you wouldn't say that the election you know was fair. Because why would I say the same thing in America, which is just as uh, in their minds, it's just as uh, institutions are just as corrupt or just as uh, politicized as they are in authoritarian countries. So that attitude sort of trickles down to all uh, their beliefs about the world. You can see with climate change and uh, the vaccines and things like that. Um, and not that these institutions are perfect. They're not. And, no. You know, there are you know, you know, errors and there are scandals and things like that. But the, uh, they have absolute, absolute breakdown of trust on their part. Because they feel the institutions are liberal. They feel they're liberal institutions, so they can't really be trusted. And, you know, I, I try to, like, look at it as empathetically as possible. Like, if, uh, if I thought most uh, public health people were conservatives, then I might believe that their political opinions somehow bled into their, uh, into their you know, public health advice. So I don't think it's necessarily crazy if so facto, but I just think that the degree to which these things are politicized are being exaggerated, and there's just like, you know, the, with this election fraud thing, I can't take it seriously because they were saying it was rigged even before the election. Like oh, Trump was saying, oh no, we yeah. know that. So I, I really believe that he did that just because he, COVID, he was handling it. It was a disaster. Yeah. He knew, and he was hated even before. This is just his way because the guy is a loser. He was. What he's he's been bankrupt seven times. Mm. I, I invite people to go to Atlantic City and see the damage he did to Atlantic uh-huh. City, and just, and just yeah, to ask yeah. the locals. He's just—I yeah. mean, anyone that's lived in the New York City area, you know that he's just a loser. I mean, we all knew. Anyone that yeah. I—you don't have to be in politics to know that this guy. I mean, yeah, he got on The Apprentice. He managed to have that happen. But, in fact, I didn't even know that it was still on. That's, like, it, it was sort of successful yeah. for, like, a year or two, I thought. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the guy that was, like, this failed guy who's building I, – I don't know if you've ever been in, in any of his buildings. They're, they're built horribly. That's another thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's – anybody in real estate, he's not, like, respected. So I just always thought of him as kind of this failed guy. And most people would – say that and he was bankrupt and we could go on and he's just a con artist I mean it really but but back to the right wing 
if you have nothing to run on, if you have nothing that you're genuinely offering people, then you have to do things like voter suppression and gerrymandering. And now, you know, voter fraud claims, and now you're being backed by families like the Bradley Foundation. That's Mm -hmm. sort of the point of this whole conversation. So you have nothing to run on, you have to lie, cheat, and steal, or else they'll never win elections again. That's it. Yeah, yeah, and... Right, right. They're going to lean heavily more. And by the way, I I, I invite anybody, if you're going to see the latest outrage, like just use critical race theory, for example, how come we're not talking about that every day anymore? I thought that was the biggest threat to our republic, was critical race theory. Suddenly that hasn't been talked about that much lately. What happened? Oh, now it's the mass thing. Oh, we're back to that. (laughs) See what I mean? It's, you'll notice yeah, that it's just, yeah. it's just like, it's all a lie. It's, it's all to distract. Well, anyway, I forgot to mention, um, you also, you've written, uh, you have bylines with CNN, BBC, MSNBC. I want to make sure that, you know, you're a hot shot. And I want <laughs> people to know you are a very good writer. No, you really are. So, and you, and you oh, do good thank research. You, thank you. Thank so, you thank you so much, Mr. Hussein, for coming on. And where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on The Intercept. I write there regularly, and you can also find me on Twitter. All right, and I'm going to DM you all my band and stuff regularly. Oh, please, please do, please do. I, I will. All right, take care. Okay, take care. Bye-bye.